0: Hi, I'm Paul. And I'm Bec. And this is DVD Clutter. Yes, it is. Here we are, another week another dvd to declutter yeah or maybe not or maybe not because you're listening to the podcast where we watch our dvds and we decide whether to keep them whether to give them the op shop or whether we double tap them
1: yeah with a massive gun
0: because this week we're looking at zombie land
1: yes your favorite film look i don't have it
0: (laughs) one of my dvds that is in an exclusive steel case
1: Hear that? That's steel.
0: Yes, Zombieland, the 2009 film.
1: Yeah, the 2009 film starring
0: Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone, and Abigail Breslin.
1: Yes, that is correct.
0: Yeah, Uh, directed by Ruben Fleischer. Right. And written by. Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick.
1: Three brothers. What? Wait, what? No. I thought you said three first names and one last name. No. Ah, my (laughs) mistake.
0: Rhett Reese. His last name is Reese. Yes, my DVD, so I'll tell you how it came into my life. Please do. Zombieland was like it, and this is what I just admire about it. It really just sort of captured the zeitgeist of 2009, 2010 super well. Did it? Remember when zombies were like, everyone was like zombie, 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 zombie. They no. were like so cool for a little bit. I don't remember.
1: Yeah. 2009 was my year overseas. That's it. I think you
0: sort of missed out, but there was, was like just
1: a travelling and not engaging with much. Yeah. Pop
0: culture. There was like a zombie craze and it kind of weirdly came up that sort of everyone was into it, not just like horror people or right. nerdy people. It was suddenly like a cool thing. Right, okay. And this just sort of capitalised on it and did very well out of it. Uh, I didn't see it in the cinema. I saw it because everyone was sort of quoting about it at college and then i watched it i bought the dvd i always, so you watched
1: it on dvd first at college and then you bought it
0: i think i'm sorry to admit to a client but I illegally downloaded it
1: you illegally downloaded it it's fine
0: because i bought the dvd later right
1: yeah that yeah. makes up for it um.
0: <laughs> So yeah, I I did that. Watched it and liked it. Fine, thought it was good. I remember actually when it came out because I was still in high school when it came out. My sister saw it and I was reading out because I used to subscribe to Empire. Yeah. Um, cuz
1: Yeah, I like. I did films. too. Yeah. yeah. That's what, I think you went to film school and they said, "Here. Yeah. Sign this. <laughs> sign this subscription."
0: But my sister saw it and quite liked it. And then I was reading out like best of the year from Empire. and It said best cameo Bill Murray Zombie Land. Oh. Like, oh yeah, when you see that, you'll yeah. love that. Yeah. Cuz second place was Tom Cruise, Tropic Thunder. Oh,
1: uh, yeah. I haven't seen it. Just dating. We'll get to that eventually. Oh, great. Just dating like well. Um. Yeah, I liked it. So you bought... But it's so... It's funny with you and DVDs because you didn't have to love the film to buy the DVD. No. Yeah, you're just like, oh yeah, that was okay, I'll buy
0: it. It's definitely one that sort of you could put on and people could sort of agree to. Right. You know, like if people were...
1: You can. You don't have to pay attention.
0: No. Yeah. And it's a very sort of relaxing movie. Like
1: you can just talk or do something yeah. else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, I think I gave it too much attention.
0: Yeah. So I've watched it a lot, really. In I guess it has been ten years. So, but I've watched it. Yeah, a lot of times. And watching it this time again, I was like, kind of feel like it. it wasn't that same feeling that I get from some of the DVDs where I'm like, woof, wow. I was just like, oh yeah, this is still that same film that I haven't seen. Yes, <laughs> um, I feel
1: like the same film could come out now, and in fact. Has recently come out in Zombieland Double Tap. Yeah, which I
0: thought for some reason. Oh, we're talking. No, we'll talk about it now. I thought that wouldn't have done well because I thought this one was just such a of the moment thing. Right. But it did. It did fine. Yeah. I don't think they'll do another sequel. But... They
1: must have had fun doing it because all the stars are back as yeah. well. So yeah. that came out last year, 2019, didn't mm. it? Yeah. So 10 years after the original.
0: But I guess that's how it came into my life. I don't have much more than that.
1: Cool. Shall I give a plot breakdown? Um, Peggy wanted to. Peggy wants to, yeah. but I
0: think we'll give it to you okay. of the English.
1: <laughs> Sorry, Pegs. <laughs> as the title suggests america and the world has been taken over by zombies there's some virus that spread really quickly so now you know it's a desolate you know fight for your life fight for survival kind of world um we are introduced to the story through the narration of the character played by jesse eisenberg who i forget his name
0: uh his name because they're all named after the city they're from because they don't want to give away names yes Everybody his name's usually. columbus now that you yeah. say that
1: and he's kind of saying you know i've got these rules and that's how i've survived in zombie land i've got you know never you know need my zombie because of these rules one, well rule yeah <laughs> i've never been eaten by a zombie because of these rules number one is cardio Rule number two, like, you've got to just run. You've got to be able to run and outrun zombies. Rule number two was something like... Double tap. Double tap. So you've yep. got to shoot them, shoot the zombie twice to make sure they're dead.
0: Yeah. And beware of bathrooms. Um, yeah.
1: So they'll come and try and get you when you're vulnerable. Seat belts. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. On on. So anyway, he's trying to get home to Columbus because his family is there, even though he's really not that close to his family. We find out that his life before the zombie apocalypse was essentially an extreme introvert, stayed at home... Didn't talk to anyone, lived off, like, disgusting food and played computer games all day. Like, really, rarely left the house. Um, Then this zombie apocalypse came and suddenly he's been forced to, like, leave the house and to live in the world. And he's decided to go back home because he doesn't really know what else to do. And he's like, may as well see if my parents are there. So he's trying to drive across the country to get to Columbus. Columbia. I don't know geography very well. Yeah. Okay. Um, So then he meets... The Woody Harrelson character Who is known as Tallahassee Tallahassee And he's like Typical Woody Harrelson Character Mm. From the south Likes shooting things Hardcore you know whatever whatever so that's just him he's like kind of loves killing zombies he's finally found something that he's good at in life um so they team up much to woody harrison's disgruntlement i guess otherwise he's like oh fine i guess but then obviously they grow on each other Mm -hmm. and they become friends then they meet emma the emma stone character wichita wichita and her little sister the abigail abigail breslin character who's known as little rock yeah yeah and the way they meet is that Emma Stone is like, runs out to see them and he's like, come quickly, my sister's just been bitten. And then they trick the boys into giving them their guns so that she can kill her little sister before the zombie virus takes her. But at the last minute, obviously, as we all knew was going to happen, they turn the guns on the boys and take their weapons and their truck and leave them stranded. But as fate would have it, the boys happen to find a bright yellow Hummer, which has like with a backseat filled with automatic weapons and lots of bullets. it's just, everything falls into place. Yeah. And then they're like driving off down the road and what's happened to the girls. They're broken down. Oh no. So again, the girls take them hostage and force them to drive. Now they're all in the car together. As we also knew was going to happen. They team up. And they have some adventures. The girls are like, "Oh, we're trying to get to the playland playland. because it's you know it's been so long since Little Rock has had a real childhood." So they wanted to go back to somewhere where they'd had a childhood and recapture the innocence before the zombie apocalypse. But we find out a bit about their life before the zombie apocalypse, and they were still had like living rough at that time anyway. Yeah, they had to try and they were conning people to get money and you know,
0: including a great sort of it's actually his second time cameoing in the film, Mike White. Plays the, the gas station a attendant. Yeah. Um, I like Mike White. Yeah, I he, don't know him. Uh, he does a lot of work with Jack Black. Oh. <laughs> um, he's also a huge Survivor fan. And he's been uh, on Survivor. Oh, um, he's so skinny. He came third. He came third. Yeah. He was Mr. Schneeble in School of Rock. Uh, I've not seen School of Rock. He also wrote that TV show Enlighten. Which is fantastic with Laura Dern in it. You oh, really I've watch seen it that. If you get yeah. a chance, Claire Perkins, one of our film heroes, loves it. So, <laughs>
1: if Claire Perkins likes it, I am in. Yeah, yeah. Claire Perkins, if you're listening to this, we love you. You don't know who we are. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so he's in there from that scene he's also in a scene at the start as they describe the carefully bathrooms rules oh he he's eaten,
1: the one who's in the, in the bathroom i didn't yeah. notice that mm. yeah cool and then they're just like traveling around yeah. they make it to la and they go and stay in a bill mansion. murray's house yeah. um they're like we might as well go and stay in a mansion one of the, these massive celebrity mansions seeing as we can but little do they know bill murray is there um and he appears to be a zombie but then we find out he's actually not a zombie he's just got lots of costume makeup on and he uses it to detract detract to get away from other zombies to go undercover essentially um, Um, so then they all have a great time hanging out with Bill Murray yeah until poor old Columbus. Oh, they,
0: they get high. Oh, they then... get high. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: but that's only Woody Harrelson and Emma Stone get yeah. high with Bill Murray. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, the Jesse Eisenberg character and the Abigail Breslin character are sitting in Bill Murray's cinema watching Ghostbusters. 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 Yeah. And then they're like, "Oh, we'll go go and scare Columbus. He's such a scaredy yeah. cat. Ha ha ha. he will think you're a zombie." So, so Bill Murray does that. He's like in all of his zombie outfit, and then he goes and scares. Jesse Eisenberg, who of course shoots him. Yeah. And Bill Murray dies. Yeah. (laughs) Obviously yeah the jesse Eisenberg character has a big crush on the emma stone character and we find out you know that oh poor him girls don't like him oh no how sad he's so underappreciated everything's terrible what the world promised me isn't coming true i'm a man (laughs) and (laughs) finally emma stone and him kiss and it's like great isn't that awesome But then the next day she leaves. Mm. Because she's like, no, I can't get close to anyone. I've got to be on my own with my sister. It's us and nothing. So they, the two girls, head off in the truck to finally get to Playland. Jesse Eisenberg wakes up the next day and he's like, where are they? Oh my god, I've got to follow them. He decides to follow them. Um, Woody Halston comes along for the ride after being like, no, I'm not going to, but then obviously he does. So they arrive just in time to save the girls because they're being attacked by zombies because they get to Playland and they turn on all the lights, all the power, yeah. and obviously the zombies are like, oh, there must be life over there. So they go and attack them and there's like hundreds of zombies. By some miracle, they all survive this massive attack by these hundreds of zombies. I guess that's it. Happy Ever after, yeah. At yeah. the end, they've decided. Oh, then there's like a nice little narration by the Jesse Eisenberg character saying, "I finally got a family." I finally got a family. Even yeah. though the zombie apocalypse is here, we're still having a great time. And he and Emma Stone. Uh, Emma Stone tells him her real name, and it's love, and everyone's happy. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah,
0: it is a really simple. And watching it this time. To actually sort of think about the plot rather than... Just let you know, it just go past, together. yeah. I was like, really, nothing much happens in this no, movie.
1: No, and it was so boring. Oh, oh my god, found I found it so boring. Oh. Yeah.
0: I didn't. I found it like I'd found it before, which is, you know, fun enough. I did the ironing while I was watching this. It yeah. Was, it was pretty good. Yeah. Um,
1: I don't do ironing.
0: Yeah, so it was a good movie for that.
1: Yeah, you have to. I think I, like I said before, I think I gave it too much attention. Yeah, I, like sat down, lay on the couch, gave it my all.
0: Yeah, have some snacks, chill out.
1: I think I couldn't actually. That is one of the things I couldn't eat. I, I sat down with my dinner. I started watching it. There was so much blood coming yeah, out of the zombies. You're bad with that stuff. I remember oh, trying to watch Penny
0: Dreadfuls with dinner one night with you.
1: I can't watch it while I eat. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind gore like i don't mind gore really but if i'm trying to eat at the same time i can't i can't do it so i had to stop it i watched an episode of 30 rock while i ate my dinner and then i went back to it afterwards yeah Yeah. um
0: no yeah um i don't know how to give my rose-tinted review, because I, I guess I wasn't... The first time I watched it, I guess I was slightly more impressed, but I, I've watched it so many times now.
1: Do uh, you... Well, what do you think... Do you think it, like, holds up with other zombie films, or what do you think, I think in it, comparison think it's going to forever sort
0: of be that exact sort of right balance of a chill sort of comedy horror. Right. And I think other things... Because, like, people compared it to Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. But that film's... Like, it's a comedy horror, but it, that is intense. I Shaun remember of watching, the Dead? Yeah. Do you reckon... Yeah, that bit at the end where he's, like, going to kill himself and his girlfriend. girlfriend. And, like, I, I remember that being a lot more intense. I thought it was going to be a lot more silly.
1: It's a lot more clever.
0: Yeah, but it's, I, I think it's a different sort of film. This one, I think, is just the pinnacle of, like, casual, relaxed sort of horror. And I think also just sort of sums up what the zombie sort of craze was at the time, which right. was, like... Ain't that a silly thing? Like, it, it moved sort of out of horror and more became a very...
1: Well, yeah, totally it did. Yeah. Yeah. But I, but I think Shaun of the Dead did that for me. You see, I, well, this Maybe this is a generational thing. Maybe this is an age thing. Yeah, but I just... I. It's not that I'm saying
0: anything against Shaun of the Dead. It's more so that I want, don't want to put it in the same category as this, because I think this one isn't as good as Shaun of the Dead is. No, as nowhere, nowhere near. But it, it sort of achieves something different. Whereas Shaun of the Dead, I guess, you're right, is clever. Can make you think. Can sort of sit... But, but I Shaun, Shaun of the, the Dead is clever in a lot. Shaun of the Dead. Yes, would be for this.
1: Yes, like you have to be doing three other things to watch Zombieland oh, and enjoy it, or just
0: completely sort of turn Hi. off your brain. Like same as like Day After Tomorrow. This and Day After Tomorrow, I think are in the same sort of. Yes, yeah,
1: so they were both boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: but I still think this maybe not for you but there's still a time that i'd find myself watching this all yeah I, this tomorrow. is not for me yeah no but i don't think it's not for you not because it's like disgustingly awful no it's just it's not, just not yeah.
1: it's there was I, like and coming from a place where i love simon pegg and edgar wright and i have so much respect for edgar wright's filmmaking making like with Shaun of the dead yeah. and before that he did the tv series spaced with Simon Pegg as well, which I don't know if you've seen that. No. But it's a lot of all the same tropes, all the same filmmaking techniques and the same wittiness and understanding of the genre, of the horror genre yeah. come into Spaced. And it was like their starting point. It's with um, Jessica.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, about it. Oh, you're not about yeah, it, yeah. yeah. But oh, for our listeners. listeners <laughs> for our listeners.
1: It's with another actress, Jessica Hines, who is also in Shaun of the Dead and in a bunch of other kind of British comedy. She's a great actress as well. I guess that's kind of where they found their feet in that style of filmmaking and then Edgar Wright has carried that on to his other films like yeah, Hot Fuzz yeah. and Scott Pilgrim vs. Yeah. World. Yeah, and I've, I found that there were aspects of this at the start that I felt were trying to borrow from Edgar Wright's filmmaking. Like the having the, the text come up kind of and swirling around. Like there were just things oh, about yeah. it which I just like... It reminded me too much of some of those things, especially maybe from um, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World and then knowing yeah. that he also did Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm. I just it felt tired to me this movie. It didn't felt it didn't feel original in any way for me. Yeah, I can't argue with that. I don't think it don't think it is, but I but, and I think I still, for a zombie film, it has yeah. to be. Yeah, has to have something different because they've just been done a million times. So I think you have to do something a little bit different. Yeah.
0: No. Nah, fair enough. <laughs> I don't think I can argue with it. I didn't have that criticism though of it. Yeah, we'll talk about Shaun of the Dead when we do Shaun of the Dead because Can't it is wait. Uh, yeah a better. If you're gonna, I guess all film of course is subjective, but it's a better film than this. But I still see. The point of this film. I okay. know. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Comparing it to a disaster movie is good, but I think just of the time, it was just absolute that sort of broad appeal. Just as zombies sort of had that broad appeal, everyone was sort of, it sort of entered the zeitgeist completely at that stage.
1: What made zombies have a broad appeal at that particular It has a
0: lot to do with like the um, video game series Call of Duty because they had their zombie mode, so right. everyone was sort of talking about it, sort it of became more of a thing on internet culture. Right. It was at the same sort of time that we got. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies released. Everything was sort of like zombie. There was, you know, JJ's were selling zombie t-shirts. It was just that sort of like, everything was zombie. Just passed me by. Yeah. And look, I I love zombie movies. Yeah. And my 18th was zombie thing. Oh, cool. Um, But it was sort of a weird moment where, yeah, something that I quite like became very popular. (laughs) Yeah. In sort of like a very homogenous sort of spread out way. And that's what this movie is. Yeah. And I think it, yeah, as I was sort of getting at before, this is sort of, I think that peak idea of sort of horror to the masses
1: it is to the masses you're right and, it's um, like it's made for a, a broad audience yeah. like it's not any particular it's not targeted at any particular subgroup no, it, or... it
0: worked well for them and i yeah
1: and they made a second one
0: yeah which apparently also did well that shocked me i already said that, that yeah shocked me you, that but that's okay one. you can repeat yeah. <laughs> you're so shocked you repeated it i was i was shocked that it did well yeah
1: there was i've got a few things written down do you want me to go yeah, through no, them I, did. I was wondering if you know what the law is about killing zombies is there any like law about? I feel like
0: I don't because zombies aren't real. Yeah, um, I don't think there's what? actually I don't think there's actually like a law about it. In not lore, lore.
1: law L A W. Law.
0: Did you I'm know not- you were worried that they were killing people? They're like, no. what did the police say about this?
1: <laughs> no, the L O R E law, yep. like the the law. Yeah, canon. So,
0: that's it. So like, zombies originally started off as sort of very much based, you know, I guess a very. Um, racially problematic setting of a sort of being voodoo, yes. bringing a body back to yes, life, and yep. it always sort of be one zombie. Right. But it wasn't until George a. Romero did yep. his Night of the Living Dead yep. that sort of started off them off as something that could be broader, yep. as just the dead rising up from the graves again. yeah And from there, it sort of split two ways. You had uh the two producers of that film, George a. Romero, did his Dawn of the Dead, yep. Day of the Dead,
1: yep. of That's, the Dead series, yeah, the
0: series, and then Return of the Living Dead was the other producer of that product oh. and he sort of made I guess the more comedy horror right, style stuff and okay. we've got a lot of zombie films to watch great um,
1: and then what about the like 28 Days Later that kind of viru- virus that's and it flitted. and that's when
0: yeah it got reborn again Yeah. and that's when the virus sort of
1: came in so that was from 28 Days Later yeah who was, that was directed by Danny Boyle Danny Boyle that's right yeah. That. Yeah. and then you have what 28 Days Later then what, what came after that 28 Weeks Later 28 Weeks Later yeah. yeah and that was like the idea that now um, zombies instead of just raising the dead it you get infected and then you become a zombie yeah 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 that's it yeah i prefer that one like the 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 idea of the infection zombie style that appeals to me a little bit more yeah
0: it it, well it's the same I guess with all sort of horror movie things and it was sort of following that same sort of trend at the time of trying to make these i guess mythic things become more More realistic realistic, yeah with with vampires you saw it with the whole stretch of things was sort of like but how can we sort of science explain yeah yeah rather than it being fantastic yeah which you know Yep. It, it was. It's so, almost
1: like the Batman world getting darker and more realistic it. and grungy. It. Yeah, And
0: this became such a trend that, again, yeah, I agree with you, I liked it a bit, but then it got to the point where I was just like, We don't need to explain every fucking thing. I don't need, like, a dark (laughs) reboot of everything. Let's just just enjoy some fantasy at all. Yeah,
1: yeah, totally. I think there's a time and a place for both of those aspects. Yeah. That's really interesting. Um, Yeah, because I wondered about, like, this idea of the double tap that he talks about and shooting a zombie, and has that always been the thing? I was trying to think back to other zombie films I've seen, how they killed them. And I think it is mostly with guns, isn't it?
0: Yeah, Um, and it's always sort of established that you've got to destroy the head. The brain, yeah. um, Is the big thing, which is why the two sort of treks that went down the of the dead, Day of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead sort of series very much made that part of the lore, and you have to destroy the head, and that's how that's how you kill them. Which is what made Return of the Living Dead, which was that other sort of stream that broke off from it, very different. Because in that it's just you can't kill a zombie. Right. You can turn into a million different little pieces, right. and still all those pieces will
1: oh. continually and um so that was more the voodoo side of things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. But oh, Return marks. of the
0: Living Dead's one of my favourite movies. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And you're gonna I don't think you're gonna like it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I might like it for we, its absurdity absurdity i'll try and push that up the roster soon because yeah i I like it because it it just sort of basically does that standard horror trope of just like why are they zombies because there's radiation man (laughs) (laughs) what era was this because radiation
1: would have been a big thing at a certain point in time
0: out in 1985 yeah right yeah
1: Yeah. (laughs) so do you want me to talk through what i wrote down yeah sure all right some of it is obvious some of it maybe not it's just it's very and i know like i don't I have to look back at all the movies we've done but I don't think we've done one that is shown from a female perspective for a while and maybe it's grading on me because even 10 things I had about you last week was still shown from the male perspective even though it's got some awesome female characters in it it's still we still see it through the eyes of Cameron Yeah. and with Zombieland again Jesse Eisenberg is doing the voiceover it's solely shown through his eyes he yeah. gets to tell us about the way he feels about things and the way he views things and it just is fucking irritating and I know you know we can talk about this a million times and I can't get angry about it every time because it's just so yeah, you can. well I can but I get exhausted and everyone else would get exhausted listening it just permeates our world you know we have so many stories that are driven by men and that are focused on the perspective of men and, and young boys and that's it's just exhausting it's and I think i just before watching this I listened to a really awesome podcast there's a podcast called invisibilia which I really love and it just talks about like it talks about random things but basically it's the idea or the themes that link each episode it's about the invisible forces, in quotation marks, that shape our lives. And this one was on empathy, and it was about an incel. Do you know what an incel is?
0: Like some sort of group of people that... So I
1: thought an incel was like a terrorist group. (laughs) But apparently, so maybe that is, but apparently an incel stands for an involuntary celibate Mm. who is a man who is part of this subculture of men who... Have decided that they are not having sex and it's not their fault and the world promised them women and they're not getting women and so they're really pissed off about it mm. and they are very misogynistic like extremely misogynistic very yeah <laughs> It's a kind of a subculture that's popped up online and it's really resentful of, of women in general. They call women uh, fembots a lot of the time or femoids or something like um, something that's really reduces women to a, a robot essentially, or like someone who's mm. not feeling or not thinking um, and obviously idealizes men over women as the supreme sex. Um, and it's like some of the, the people who have been self-confessed incels have been responsible for mass murders and for you know acts of violence against women over and over again so it's a horrible horrible subculture and it's just revolting and it's but it's all about it all stems from that idea of poor me the world promised me women and i'm not getting any that I deserve, which you get
0: very much vibes from the Jesse
1: Eisenberg. A hundred percent, and I couldn't. And maybe it was bad timing because I just listened Read to that. this. Yeah. Um, but it was a hundred percent. There's so many. There were so many like similarities in his staying inside all the time. He's a complete anxiety ridden yeah. whatever, and he doesn't go outside. And he just sits inside and plays video games. And he you know, doesn't eats pizza. Doesn't go out and put him out there into the world. But he still believes that he deserves this. A woman. Yeah. And he's got a couple lines in there that really, you know, yeah. really annoyed me about this. And one of them was saying that he, he liked, what's her name? The Emma Stone character, Wichita, because she wasn't your average, in quotation marks, stuck-up hot bitch. Yeah, yeah um, I know. And that line... <laughs>
0: really stuck out
1: yeah it was like oh you know i like her she's not your typical hot stuck up bitch and i was like well fuck you man like what the fuck do you know about women like you don't know just because she's hot and she's not giving you attention that doesn't mean she's a bitch like you don't know anything about her
0: and it was just yeah and the thing that i really dislike about the love story is that it's just so unnecessary for this
1: yes yeah it's almost
0: like an afterthought a lot of the time it's like oh crap we better do something on that love story yeah whereas if you didn't have it you just sort of had them creating this family dynamic yeah and that would be fine and it can be and, hinted you know, or it yeah, can be like it.
1: later on you think they're probably going to get together but but it's
0: sort of it feels just like poor writing it yeah it's like oh now we should do this because, yeah. because there's a boy and a girl there yes so, you they know, must it, fall in love yeah look i've never really noticed it before until this viewing and yeah. i was like that's just like leave it you out don't have it <laughs> because
1: i don't know if you know this but men and women can bleed. can bleed. men and women can be platonic friends yeah did especially you know especially
0: in this sort of situation it's here, crazy crazy where you're like i know oh, who but they've got so much they've got bigger fish to fry. they got than, other things
1: to talk about. You know, they like, got like, <laughs> yes, exactly. they got other worries.
0: It cheapened that message, not that the message at the end was like life-changing or anything, but that in the end where he's sort of like oh, now we're a family. You could have easily changed it, got rid of that sort of shit that is misogynistic and yeah. makes you feel bad and just had it been like, yeah, someone's paying attention to me, you know, Not in a sexual way. Yeah, I've got friends. Yeah, yeah. This is really important to me. Yeah, and it wouldn't have changed the film much at all. It just would have been like less awkward in those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the word. And Less on yeah, the same on the
1: same like token with that in the way that he finds out that there's a zombie apocalypse is that his neighbor who's like this really hot girl mm, that he's heard. been oh is that the yeah. I heard? Oh, I did not recognize her. She comes in and he's like, "Oh my god, there's a, this guy tried to bite me and blah, blah blah." And then she like has goes to sleep on his chest and he's like, yeah. "What what woman would do that? Like it's mm. just not not it's not a thing. That's not how women behave. That's not how humans behave. We don't just go, "Oh my god, help me." Oh, oh. it just is so And maybe they were trying to make fun of the trope of that, but I just, it just didn't work for me. It
0: it just wasn't far enough if they were. Yeah, you're right. It was
1: really irritating.
0: Yes. Jesse Eisenberg, weirdness, wasn't it?
1: Jesse Eisenberg has profited off the incel ideal of <laughs> poor me, I'm the dorky, does, ugly what guy. What Jesse do Eisenberg
0: do apart from gets girls? this and social network? Oh, and he was Lex Luthor, wasn't he, in the Justice League release. Oh, was he? I don't know. Yeah, weird.
1: But he always plays the dorky. Well, I remember when my
0: sister saw it, she's like, oh, Michael Sarah's in it. And then later on, she was like, actually, it wasn't Michael Cera. This was before Jesse Eisenberg was Jesse Eisenberg. Is this some guy doing like a Michael Cera impression? Yeah,
1: (laughs) totally. Yeah anyway that annoyed me and the other thing that annoyed me was emma stone's eye makeup Mm. because she has the most eye makeup on that i've ever seen in a character ever and it's like heavy black eye makeup to show that she's a bad girl or whatever but who the fuck has time for that in a zombie apocalypse yeah i know it's not meant to be realistic but come on yeah it stands out
0: it's um but again another one sidestepping from that for a second I didn't sort of pick up that it was Emma Stone the first time I watched it. Oh. Because like, well, I don't think she was really like Emma Stone. No, she yet. wouldn't have been. Like, no. Yeah. 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 Um, and then I remember watching it later and I'm like, oh man, this cast is like fiends. Yeah,
1: they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah.
1: No one has time for that. No. Is that something silly that I'm annoyed about? But it just annoys me. No, I think... Because it's just... It's just again, that. it's just men saying... oh she would be doing this yeah. she would be doing that when like fuck off as if oh, the other thing that annoyed me about the whole I'm entitled to her you know subplot that's going on or the theme of I'm entitled to her is that he follows her as well to try and in quotation marks save her and of course it turns out well because mm. men are making this film um, and it's from the male perspective but in this podcast that I listen to and I really encourage everyone to go and listen to it it's on the podcast Invisibilia and the episode is called The End of Empathy and essentially what, what happens is they interview this guy who's a in quotation marks reformed incel yeah so he wasn't incel, but now he's changed his ways and he doesn't think of himself as an incel anymore he still has a very very inflated view of himself and his needs Mm -hmm. over other people's needs and he tells this story about this time when his girlfriend broke up with him and she was in a different city so he flew there in the middle of the night after she wouldn't answer her calls and you know just turns up and he's like i'm here at 5 a.m in the morning come and meet me blah, blah blah and so she he he tells this story and then from his perspective it's kind of talking about me as a hero, and yeah. I'm trying to fix our relationship, and I'm putting myself out there and and trying to save the relationship. I've made this effort to come all the way here. Whereas from the woman's perspective, she hasn't asked him to be there. She's specifically said I'm leaving, like I don't want to be with you anymore. And then he turns up. It can be quite threatening. It's actually mm. harassment, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So there's these two different viewpoints of that, and this, I mean, it's it's a trope in a lot of movies where the guy goes and gets the girl. And exactly
0: what what this movie is is just a collection of. (laughs) Yes, just stitched together like
1: some kind of blanket. All well, those blankets that are stitched together. All blanket. Oh, patchwork. Like it. Yeah, that's what <laughs> <you mean. laughs> some kind of patchwork blanket. So, I mean, I don't think this that that part of it would have annoyed me so much if I maybe hadn't just listened yeah. to that podcast. But it did really annoy me that he went after her because she made the decision to leave. Respect that. Mm. Yeah. But of course, obviously, she's grateful that he turned up because yeah. she was about to die without him. And it's
0: pretty funny when he goes off on the motorbike and then
1: crashes well, yeah. <laughs> the motorbike. <away.
0: was> <laughs> There's, you know, there's moments. In this there experience. are some moments.
1: Another one of the moments mm. was, the good moments, was that I really hope that Bill Murray doesn't have that many paintings of himself in his house. Oh, no, surely not.
0: I just love it. The whole they, Bill Murray they, it's great.
1: When they walk into Bill Murray's house, there's just, like, paintings of him on a horse over here and, like, another version of him over here yeah. on another wall. There's, like, all this Bill Murray paraphernalia, paraphernalia everywhere, which... I don't I don't know. Bill he seems pretty eccentric Bill Murray. I don't know yeah. if he would he might have that in his house. I don't know if he even had a house. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Forever on the road. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I thought that was funny, but I hope he doesn't because and I this feel is like
0: before like peak everyone loves Bill Murray. Yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is eccentric, isn't he? Yeah, a
1: bit of a kook, that guy. That's it. But Um, yeah,
0: no, I think that whole that whole sequence is pretty fun. And when they reenact Ghostbusters with him, I think that's good. I think you know, yeah.
1: (laughs) I also was like, I hope he doesn't make people reenact Ghostbusters with him because that's so sad if he does.
0: No, I think they wanted to do it, right? Oh, I don't know. know. And then Emma Stone's so good at doing the voice of the woman from Ghostbusters. Yeah yeah that's really good Uh yeah
1: the other thing that really annoyed me was that the woody harrison character has lost his son to Mm -hmm. the plague yeah and jesse eisenberg has in his voiceover he says take away a man's son and he's got nothing left to lose should have said child. Please say child. Yeah. What like I just it shocked me so much. It was so mm-hmm. like take away a man's son. It's that whole it's American again. Mm. It's like that American machoism that is like take away a man's son and he's got nothing left to lose. You know like what if what happens if you take away his daughter. Yeah. He's fine. Oh, love, daughter, it doesn't matter. Like it, that's implied. I'm sorry, but it is. Yeah. Like that's implied Again. in that sentence. Yeah. It's just oh and that reminded me of the, the father son disgusting storyline in twenty uh in tomorrow, day after tomorrow. Well, not tomorrow okay. when the war began. I, I kept I keep on calling it that. <laughs> day after tomorrow. Day after tomorrow. Yeah. That whole father son right. thing and like it's
0: distressing that it doesn't sort of pop up on it didn't pop up on my radar because it is so much Permeated, of, yeah. yeah
1: It's just, it's the culture of like A um, bond between a man and his son mm-hmm. And there's nothing like it And just, I guarantee you Well I don't guarantee you, but I bet you what? If we talk to our dads About their relationship with us And their relationship with their sons Well, mm-hmm. then in your <laughs> case <laughs> In your case, with Claire Yeah Like, I don't, th- if they lost If you were killed versus Claire was killed Your dad's gonna feel if a anything, huge amount of loss. If worse about Claire, she's well, pro- very useful. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. You just make podcasts. She's yeah, a lawyer, right. for God's sake. <laughs> but exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't think it's actually insulting to men as well as insulting to women because it's just... Yeah. yeah.
0: Again, something I didn't pick up on that, which, yeah, again, I think this speaks to the fact that it's just sort of so much of a disaster film.
1: Which, yeah. Right. Men, men, men. Many men, men, men. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's it. I've ranted enough for no. this episode.
0: Yeah,
1: um, I think that's all I had down. Oh, the only other thing was there was the scene where they, when he finally Jesse Eisenberg character is very you know precise about everything, and the Woody Harrelson character likes to every now and then just shoot something up to release his stress. And they're in this gift shop, which is on mm. a Native American reserve, and they. And Jesse Eisenberg accidentally breaks something, and then he's like, "Oh, that actually felt really good." So they start; they all go on this like spree yep. of just breaking It'd stuff, be and be, which would be yeah. great. I just thought it was a shame that it was happened to be in a Native yeah. American reserve, yeah. reserve because I was like, "It oh, felt weird." That it was felt weird. It was. Yeah, could, could it have been a Walmart? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. like why why choose <laughs> that? And they probably didn't think about it too much, which is. Probably bad. Like, maybe think about it. Think about how that could be interpreted a little bit more. I think we
0: could sum up a lot of the writing of this film is not having thought about it too much. No, exactly. Yes. Um, (laughs) Yes. But capitalizing very much on what was going to make money at the time.
1: Yes, very true.
0: Yeah. I think, I don't know, I I think think we've talked about all of it. zombie land they've tried to get a TV series going. Oh, I did that. They kind of fizzled out because.
1: What's Tomorrowland?
0: Tomorrowland. Oh, that's a film I quite like that no one else seemed to like.
1: Kristen Stewart's in that, isn't she? No. George Clooney is. Oh, no, okay. I'm thinking of something else.
0: Adventureland. Is oh, Adventureland.
1: What All the lands, man. Yeah, I have up?
0: Yeah, because Jesse Eisenberg in that one too. So. Oh,
1: yeah. So confusing. Um,
0: I never saw it, but okay. I think they were train spies and then like the noise goes off and they become the spies again. In Tomorrowland? Something. No, in Adventureland.
1: Don't they just work at an adventure park?
0: Yeah. I don't know if I've seen it. Oh, no. That was another one that he did where he oh. was a trained spy. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: He has done a lot of films. Yeah, eventually, and they work at an amusement park. Yeah. I've never seen it. I
1: think I've seen that one. Oh, yeah. I can't remember what I thought of it. it I think it's the same as this movie, but without zombies. Oh, okay. And we have Kristen Stewart playing the Emma Stone character. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I do yeah. have a couple other things to talk oh, yeah. about. Yeah. yeah. Like I said earlier, I'm, I would like, if I'm going to watch a zombie film, mm. I would like the film to be like, to have something a little bit different about it because mm. I feel like there's, there's so many zombie films. You're going to have to
0: sit through a lot of the same zombie <laughs> film as part of this podcast.
1: That's annoying. Yeah. (laughs) Prepare for more rants. And it reminded me, because I was watching this and I just thought, I was just thinking of this other film that I watched during the Melbourne International Film Festival Uh, last year. The Cured? Did you see it? No. Um, So... It is... It's Jim Jarmusch. No, know. no, no. It's no, directed by David Frayne. This one is... Well, it came out in 2017, so I probably saw it 2018. Oh, myth. yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, this most recent myth had a... Um,
1: another zombie one. Yeah. Yeah. So this one's called The Cured. Away. No, yeah. they're not going anywhere. The Dead
0: Don't Die was this last one. Okay. Yeah. Sorry.
1: Yeah. This one was called The Cured, and instead of focusing on the apocalypse, it focused on the aftermath when they have actually created the cure and they can so they can not only you know inoculate people against getting the virus but they can cure a lot of the zombies so the main character is an ex-zombie so he was infected but now he's been cured and he can still remember everything that he did as a zombie and he actually killed his brother as a zombie and it flashes back to all these like you know moments in his life where he's you know experiencing post-traumatic stress disorder like symptoms from being a zombie but it focuses instead yeah instead of on the like what would happen if a zombie apocalypse broke out it's like the political aftermath of how do we as a society deal with the fact that we had this zombie apocalypse and now we've got Is it against the law (laughs) (laughs) to kill a zombie yes (laughs) the the l a A -W. w yeah Um, not to kill a zombie, I don't think, or maybe it is because there's certain, so there was they all got like there was a massive bunch of people that got infected but they were able to contain them and most of them were able to be cured but some of them were resistant to the cure so the cured are now called the cured and they go back they're meant to kind of just ease back into society but like how how would you how would you feel if the person you're sitting next to at work used to be a zombie and ate you know these other people yeah there's all that that kind of thing and also the the cured person themselves is having the ptsd all that stuff and then there's also this other subgroup of people who were resistant to the cure who just maintain their zombie it's status the yeah and so they're trying to figure out what to do with that as well anyway I can't remember all the ins and outs, but I really, 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 really enjoyed it. Um, It's also got Alan Page in it, who I love. Again, it's, you know, the story of a man, so great. But it was still much more interesting and much more engaging and thought-provoking than this film.
0: (laughs) I think we're going to run into trouble, though, if we just list every film that was better than this film. Yes, but I had that one on (laughs) (laughs) my mind when I was
1: watching this one, and I just thought, nah, no. Yeah, no, fair enough. And then we watched, um, Laura and I watched Contagion last night as well. That was a great film. I liked that. I like Lawrence Fishman. Oh, that film has everybody in it. Mm -hmm. Like literally every moment we couldn't, we weren't watching the film properly because we were going, oh my God, it's that person. Oh my God, it's that person. Like every star, including the star of Pride and Prejudice, the woman who plays Elizabeth in Pride oh, and Prejudice, wow. Jennifer Earl. Thank you Peggy for contributing. <laughs> Jennifer Earl turns out to be the heroine of the whole movie because she's the one who oh, like wow. makes the inoculation. And it's Jennifer Earl. I love it. My heroine in Pride and Prejudice and now in this film. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, so that was that's my take on zombie films. That's good. <laughs> and con- and just virus films in general.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks Peggy. We will return to Zombieland now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think I've said all I wanted to say. Yeah, about me it. too. Yeah. Um,
1: Would you go and see the 2019 version?
0: I'd watch it if it was on the tally,
1: right? <laughs> but you wouldn't like hire it. No. Go to the Maybe movies. if I was like
0: home alone one night and just like you know eating dinner and flipping through Netflix and that was on there. Yeah. I might watch it. Yeah. I, but I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it. Yeah. Um, same with this movie. I think I don't think I'd go out of my way to watch it again. So what I, does that mean?
1: What I are you gonna do?
0: I wouldn't have it on DVD. You're not going to keep it on DVD? It's a bulky one too because the steel book. it's hard to... Yeah, that's um, true. ...keep around. So, it's going to be up shop. Yeah, fair. I think anyone having a movie night, feel free to watch this. Yeah. But maybe just remember that... Um,
1: it's also on Netflix.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> as in, so you don't have to buy it from yeah, the up shop. Yeah, that's it. Um,
1: just donate the $2 you were going to spend on it.
0: Yeah. But look, someone might want to buy it for their Airbnb. Yeah, <laughs> maybe.
1: That was last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um Cold yeah, back for I call fans. That's right. I don't have anything else to say. Zombie Land. I watched it. That's the end. And I'm sure I'll watch it again at some point. If it's on TV. Yeah. You're just like flicking through. I just feel
0: like it's one of those ones that will just pop up. I'm not going to change the channel. I'm not. I'm definitely
1: changing the channel. (laughs) I'm guaranteed there's something better on.
0: But yeah, it will continue to exist. Yes, it will. (laughs) As will we. And this podcast, DVD Clutter is what you've been listening to. Yes.
1: Um, Please come back next week and listen in again.
0: Rate, review.
1: And subscribe. All three of them. You can follow us at DVD Clutter on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter.
0: At Gmail.
1: At gmail.com.
0: And that's DVD, E-C-L-U-T-T-E-R.
1: And next week, we are doing... War of
0: the Worlds. Woohoo! Steven
1: Spielberg.
0: Very good. Tom Cruise. Peter oh.
1: Tim Robbins. Whoa. Aliens. Oh, my God. War of the Worlds. Very cool. Um,
0: if you are going to watch it, watch it with something with a good sound system. The Not the soundtrack, but like the sound
1: effects. The ambient sound.
0: Really good. Okay, I cool.
1: Very good. Cool. All right. Well, I look forward to watching it yeah. and talking about it with you mm-hmm. and with our beautiful listeners. Until next week, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.